0: Oracle, good to have you on the line, mate. How are
1: you? I'm wonderful, man. I'm going well. Kicking some goals.
0: Good, good. I am still on a high after the derby on the weekend. Man's voice was one of the greatest tips I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> it was pretty good, I think. I was pretty I was pretty happy with that one, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, was... mate, I don't know. I've I've had so many um I've had so many messages and people, you know, just <laughs> Anyone, anyone that was following, you know, you made their day. Like how, did, how, how was that? How was it being on, on track for all of that as well?
1: It was – well, I didn't get to see it like in the physical flesh because we were we were in a tent for that particular point and where we were situated it was kind of hard to, to kind of get a position where we could watch the end of the race. But in the actual like tent that we were, I think it was my wife and I and, and the two friends that we were with, who were on man's voice. And I reckon the rest of the crowd, not a single person was because outside of us screaming in that tent, there wasn't much going on. Do you so.
0: know? I I ended up in this pub in Newcastle cause I was, I'm down here for my mate's 30th and we had it at this lovely restaurant for lunch and, and, and it was, the food was amazing and everything. It was great. And then we, we ended up a, a few of us at this pub on the way to the next spot where we were going for the Derby. And I went in there and there was one bloke in, there wasn't a lot of people in there, there's one bloke in another table and he, and as it was running down the outside, he was screaming, come on Zoys, come on Zoys. <laughs> and I looked over and I was like, there's no fucking way that this bloke is on this thing as well. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. And then me and him just went mad when it won. It was, it was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a huge win and just, the way that Michael D rode him, I was I was ob- overwhelmed. I, I thought that was like just a brilliant ride, and he's obviously kept up that form from from winning on Durston in in the Caulfield Cup.
0: Mickey D, it was yeah, it, the, the, the 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 energy <laughs> the Zoysa had left at the end of the race was incredible. Um and- and great we did pitch. say
1: that, obviously, it was like the the breeding side of things is obviously the big thing you look at. And you look at those those big build-ups. And obviously, we looked at it in terms of Sharp and Smart. Um, sorry, yeah, Sharp and Huge Smart. Huge race um, by
0: Sharp and Smart too. Oh, God, red, he looked red, the winner 100 out. It, it, the voice just, oh, just fucking kept closing. Yeah, on it. yeah.
1: so it, it just showed that that spring champion form was really, really good. And then when we looked back at those sectionals, they both cops great sectionals. And it was simply the ride that obviously got... Um, man's voice over the over the line. So, yeah, it was huge. It was a huge win, and it was great to watch.
0: Yeah, you would have been. Do you have everyone around you there on, on track on it, or you not managed no, to, so, so, to people? So, our
1: so our table of lads, there was quite a few punters in there. Like, a, it was like a lads group, and the, they're probably in their fifties or sixties, and they kind of had their little crew going. And then we had uh, a, like a husband and wife and, and their friends, and they kind of like like they were lovely people and really good to talk to, but they kind of like took my um my my tip of of choice and and kind of threw it in the bin I reckon straight away so <laughs> <laughs> I can see why Idiot. like obviously 30 31 to 1 has had yeah. one 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 win under a spell 5 lengths behind the the favorite for the race and all these kinds of things so I, I can see why they probably didn't take notice of it but I know they took notice of it after after it went across the finishing line which was nice
0: Oh mate you don't you don't really see it, see it often that someone tips a thirty to one winner in a big race like that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was, I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on a bit of a lie from it,
0: which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, you've done really well. I um, I wanted to ask you, do you, mm-hmm. do you remember when? What was the first punt you ever had?
1: My first, my, my first of like ever punt, or the one that got me into racing?
0: Maybe, yeah, the one that got you into racing. Um,
1: it was actually, funnily enough, a Melbourne Cup. So, yeah, same, yeah. So, so I, I think I would have been. Oh, I'm trying to think how I, I would. I would have just been finished school or or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and I remember reading through the form code because being under 18, dad, dad always used to put our bets on for us. He'd go up there on his way to work, whatever cash bet it was, and then he'd go put the bets on. And I remember looking through the form, like having breakfast with dad. And then just coming across a horse by the name of Viewed. So it was—I think it was 2007 or 2008. I can't remember the exact year, but anyway, it was it was trained by Bart Cummings at the time. And I remember looking at it, going, "Okay, this 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 horse is, is obviously it's by Bart Cummings, who, who we know is the, the master of the Melbourne Cup." Yeah. And then I remember seeing, uh, like, I just remember getting this like inkling that that I was like, oh, I'm I'm pretty keen on this," and it was 47 to one at the time. Yeah. So I was like, "Jesus, all right, so." what I'll do is I thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll put 20 bucks on it. Cause at that time I was putting like 20, 10 buck bets on, on about four or five different horses in the race. And then praying it yeah. and one came off and I remember putting it on and then dad coming home with this absolute wad of cash. And I was like, Whoa, this is like the the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> so, um so that was, that was pretty awesome for me. And I think from, ever, from that day forward, I've, I've always followed racing. Probably not, as intently as I have probably in the last say six or seven years, but it's certainly been something that I'll always watch, particularly those majors and those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun, um, yeah. for everyone, unless you're in Peter. But you know, yeah, <laughs> but I, but I remember for me because I came from a from a racing family. I yeah. um, I as I've told you before, I grew up with um, you know, my granddad being a a racehorse trainer in Queensland and I and my grandparents raised me I was raised by my grandparents not my mum and dad so I grew up like around the stables and everything like that and I remember being four years old and the Melbourne Cup was on and it was the first bet I ever had and my grandmother had you know delegated me two dollars to bet on whatever I wanted to bet on and and I don't know what it was but it was something about Damien Oliver and uh, vintage crop in the 1993 uh, Melbourne Cup that just drew me towards it. And I can't remember exactly what it was. It might've just been Damien Oliver because back then he was oh, it's crazy. He was, gut- he he was, was a gun. freak at
1: that time, wasn't he?
0: Absolute freak. And I think I loved him and he was, and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was probably that but like yeah he he was just a gun and i can't believe he's still fucking riding now to be honest with you oh yeah cuz that's my entire lifetime that that like he's been riding really it's insane like, and, he, and
1: and the thing is that he doesn't look like retiring anytime soon to be honest
0: yeah and you can knock him because he's probably getting pretty old and he doesn't he doesn't probably have the strength that he used to, but it's fucking insane that he's still doing it, man. Still well, making he, weight, still fucking riding him home, like it's crazy. Well,
1: his his ride on Argentia yesterday was just awesome, wasn't oh. it? In the uh, I forget what race it was, but either way, because it really hurt me because I was on Triple Missile, I was on the outside, absolutely rocketing home, and his Damien Oliver just booting Argentia up the inside, and it was just a brilliant ride.
0: Yeah, I think he's. I think it, he gets underlooked for like some of the greatest athletes the country's ever seen like whether you yeah. agree with it or not like this is this is a sport and it's and riding horses is hard to do and to do it into his age is like it's it's pretty incredible but i also so then a couple of, I, I was hooked after that right i hit vintage crop one and um and I, and I probably won like $20 off $2. And I was yeah. just like, I was fucked from four years old, bro. I was like, I was just in there just going, yes, in the lounge room. I remember with my grandparents and they were like, oh, wow, well, you did it. And then two years later, I remember. So after that, every Melbourne Cup, I was like, I'm on here. I'm going to win every single one. I just thought yeah. I had it. And then 1995, Doremus... Um, oh, yeah, and I and I got on Doremus <laughs> I did it again on Doremus And I was like, I'm And Because the, the 1994, I think Vintage Crop ran again So I've yeah, been on did. Vintage I think, Crop I think, again I think He ran yeah. second, I think, didn't he, in that one? In uh, the 95, I, oh, I don't know I, I'm, No, again, 94, I'm not s- 94, he ran, he ran second Because I remember being on him again after I won on him And then he went really bloody close the next one and then ninety five, I uh, got on Doremus and Doremus won. Doremus was a fucking exceptional horse. And then yeah, I
1: love Doremus. I oh. want to. I want to. I think I was grade three at that time. Yeah. And I won a bag of red snakes as being getting it in the
0: sweep. And oh, I you had him in the sweep. Yeah. I had him
1: in the sweep, and I remember. I'm, I'll never forget that horse. It was the either, best thing man. ever. I, ne-
0: I I like he's he's stuck in my memory, and mostly because. My uncle is Greg Hall, and Greg Hall rode him when he just went down by an absolute whisker to might and power in, in the yeah. next Melbourne Cup. And it was one of the greatest Melbourne Cups of all time. Oh, the
1: finish was immense, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, Doremus just came with that heavy run of his at the end. And I remember thinking, like, for, for like weeks after it, I watched it. I still, even to this day think Doremus won that photo finish <laughs> 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 I was so filthy about it I was like no he definitely bloody won because I because I, I came Greg Hall was my uncle and like I and like I said I grew up with um, my granddad being a horse racing trainer and he's uh, since passed away but uh, if you yeah I'll, I'll tell you something a bit about my granddad right so yeah I'll read this off a um, website the nine world world of Sports. So he was a former trainer and jockey Ron Conquest who held a special place in Queensland racing history. He died aged 86 after a battle with cancer. So Conquest, that's what they say, was a member of a family which had a large impact on Queensland racing for nearly a century. He is one of only three people in modern day Queensland racing to have ridden and later trained a Group 1 winner in the state. Huge. He won the 1949 and 1950 Group 1 Stradbroke Handicaps on Lucky Ring. Never, yeah. <laughs> he spoke about that horse <laughs> constantly. Like Lucky yep. Ring was like this horse that he said would just beat anything. Like it just, it was amazing. And back then I remember he was telling me they were racing at Albion Park, which is now like a Trotting and Greyhound track. Yeah. So he was winning on Lucky Ring around Albion Park. And he goes, And later trained Honest Man who won the Group 1 1962 Queensland Derby. Lucky Ring was trained by Conquest's father, Norman Conquest, making Ron one of only three father-son combinations to win a Group 1 race in Queensland in modern times. Conquest is only... <laughs> they keep calling it Conquest, which is funny. Conquest is on- is only also one of three apprentices to win the Stradbroke Handicap in the past 80 years as a trainer. Wow. As yeah. the industry. He was the fucking man. As a trainer, Conquest rarely had a big team, but produced produce plenty of winners. So I know he rarely had a big team because it, it was just him. It wasn't a team. It was him. And it was just whoever the apprentice was that he had on all the time who was usually wow. pretty good. Because I used to be down there every day at the stables. We had we yeah. we had our house like uh in between our house and the school that I went to, the other side of the hill was the stables. So I'd How get up. How many horses did he have when he was there? Dude, the most he ever had was about five.
1: Wow. So it was like a proper, proper small stable.
0: Yeah, yeah, fully. And um I used to be down there every day, like every morning when I was when I was a kid in primary school, I'd go down there and then we'd go to the track like at you know 3 a.m 4 a.m and they the horses would get into their work and i'd go down there and get a chalky milk and a strawberry milk and i'd sit on the fence and i'd just watch the horses go around and i love that like that was like i'd do that like every day for a while until i got a bit older and just turned into a bit of a little shit but um yeah it was it was so good i'd be down the stables of an afternoon after school because i'd walk down the stables because you know he'd be there yeah. running them around and i'd just be finger in the molasses out of the molasses tin, and because <laughs> I loved it I still do love a bit of molasses to be honest with you but um yeah he was um he was one of the great men and and yeah I've I, I kind of got into all of this like through that and uh, I also remember when I was younger like I always wanted to be a jockey right and then yeah. when I was about eight between eight to ten years old my granddad and my grandma were telling me like you're never gonna be a jockey and I was like, What do you mean? <coughs> and they're like and <laughs> they're know. like they're like, you're too big And I was like, What are you talking about? That's what I wanna do You know, like following the yeah. family lineage and and uh then I you know, by the time I was 18, 20 years old I was six foot two and nearly ninety kilos so <laughs> There was no way I was ever making, like, 55 kilos or anything like that. But it was devastating, man, to be honest with you. There's still
1: some big jockeys getting around, though. Like, have you seen Anthony Cavallo, who runs in the the New South Wales Provincials? Like, he's ginormous.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a six-foot one. I forget his name. He was racing in, like, Victoria for a while, and he was good. He used to ride some good horses. I forget his name, but he used to cut some. He was... You just – cutting that much weight is intense. And my oh, my granddad used to say to me, he was like, you don't want to do it because the weight-cutting side of it is fucking insane. And my granddad didn't do it for that long because of that, because he got yeah. too big. But he did it for younger and – when he was younger and had a lot of success. But the weight-cutting side of it made him have, like, quite a short career as a jockey. And that's why he went on to training because – It was intense, man. Like some of these guys need to get down to like 50 kilos and they're not, and it's hard for a man to be built like that, you know?
1: Oh, it's brutal. I remember hearing, so my father-in-law, he was a jockey. He came from out Gatton way. He was a jockey as well. So he used to race Swumba, Gatton, all around there, obviously coming to Brisbane when needed and stuff like that. And I remember hearing about what he used to eat and I'm just like, mate, that is ridiculous. Like, how did you have energy to do anything, let alone saddle up a horse and and run it full pelt around a racetrack?
0: Yeah, well, the well, the diet I was always told was just brown rice. Yeah, <laughs> and that's so he it. Said,
1: he said like dry crackers. Remember hearing that? He would say that dry crackers with tomato, yeah, and a fuck. few other little things. But mate, it it's the diet would have been just brutal, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, and you can't. So you can't take yeah. You have to you have to take in consideration that like these guys are athletes and then the skill to ride a horse in the way they do and you know the dangers of it like it's 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 pretty impressive. So like yeah. Damien Oliver, like we were like we were talking about to be doing that. Like, do you know how old he is now? Oh, he'd be it's surely he'd be in his fifties, wouldn't he? Or we'll be he'd close have, to it. He'd have to be man. Like, it's it's insane.
1: It's insane. So, well, Damien Damien Oliver, fifty years old.
0: Turned fifty this yeah. year. Yeah, that's insane. If any of us can be doing that at 50 years old, like... Uh, oh, man. You're a bit <laughs> of a specimen. <stress> <laughs> yeah, still
1: still at the top of your game as well.
0: I know, it's crazy. But, so what races do you want to talk about from the weekend?
1: Um, uh, what, what can we talk about? I thought, how about Ice Bath finally breaking a, her hoodoo and, and winning a group one?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeez, she's elusive. Isn't she? But
1: did you see the interview after the race with Craig Williams?
0: Uh, No, I didn't. I was was in the 30th, so I was watching she on my phone. So he hopped off
1: Ice Buff, I forget, someone took her, and he was running around the track. So he was holding onto the commentator's horse while she was on the mount and then putting her mic down, and they were running the whole time. It was so weird. But then... (laughs) but then she asked him about it and he, and she was like how did like without directly saying it, she was like how did you manage to get her to win a group one and he he did so much research into her like he watched all of her replays where she went wrong in those races that she kind of just lost by talked to all the past jockeys who'd ridden her did obviously he's he's the best track walker in in Australia did his track walk and everything and that's how he managed to do it. Like, I thought it was a, an amazing effort just to get her over the line. But I think she deserved a group one. And I'm, I'm although yeah. I didn't tip her and, and I was on something else in that race, I still was pretty stoked to see her go across the line and be like, finally, you got what you deserve.
0: Yeah, she does, man. She's been She's been around for a while, just there and about. I remember getting on her and winning a bit of money before she got into the group ones. Yeah. And then she's always been around the place and yeah, it is good to see that. Uh, yeah. Annoying because <laughs> cuz like I said she's super elusive and I never seem to be able to back her in any of those big races since, but yeah, good on it. Good on her, man. Yeah, so I was
1: I was happy for her. Um I reckon we talk on the Wakeful. The wakeful is quite interesting because obviously we got Alex on on Thursday. Um I don't know if we will probably see the I think you can take third and fourth horses from that race, and I think they're the ones that you're going to be wanting to look at into the Oaks okay. in Queen Air, and as time goes by, both, um, both I thought had really, really good runs. Both, funnily enough, are maidens they haven't won a race either of them. I know Queen Air, she's been thereabouts. She's had two starts or three starts, and she's run, I think, a real distant, distant. I guess, eighth or ninth or something like that. And then she started as her distance started to increase. She's really picked up. She's a she's to- un-
0: if you were the owners of those, I reckon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> racing them in <laughs> 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 <They're> <laughs> Maidens racing them in races like
1: that. I know. So I thought I thought the third and fourth horse going into the Oaks are, are really, really good chances. And and like we said on the potty, I think both of them, or the Wakeful is a really, really good lead-up race to the Oaks. And you find that it, the... It seems to be the form reference when you with the winners usually so it's certainly something to consider again i'm, I'm not going to say it's a tip or anything like that but both of them are great chance like queen air <laughs> although maiden has has finished it hasn't ever finished in the trifecta is five dollar fifty second favorite
0: yeah
1: ridiculous all right yeah and then as time goes by it's 13 so to be honest, they're they're the the lights you want to see. But what we've got to remember is Renaissance Woman was the horse that ran yeah. similar sectionals to Sharp and Smart and Man's Voice, yeah. who both came out in Quinnell of the Derby. So, That's
0: in my girl. opinion,
1: yeah, in my opinion, I think I still think she's is, is is who the horse who I'd want to be on in the Derby. I'm sorry in the Oaks, yeah. but I really was taken by Queen Anne and her rocketing home. You're not fourth, starting.
0: Uh, you're not thinking about changing your mind, are you?
1: Nah, I still gotta trust me. I with um with with Renaissance woman. I thought she was she was great in the spring champion. She's had that little uh that little week off, and I think she's primed. So she had those. Remember, she's had she's had an extra run over two thousand meters compared to the others who have kind of been building. So I think she'll have that residual fitness. So I'm not too concerned by her not being on the backup.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. And the the golden eagle. So.
1: Oh yeah. I, um,
0: at this point of the day for me, I'd I'd obviously told people to listen to the podcast. I'd put up on the story that man's voice was a tip for the derby and I still had mates around me who were hassling me about not tipping them into a winner. And I got to this point and I was like, "Well, light infantry is the tip." And they all got on it and it got absolutely fucking jammed up i don't know about this uh this so this jamie spencer right i actually think i'm a bit i'm a bit concerned about these jockeys who come here before like without riding here you know and did right. he think that he could just did he i i feel like he doesn't understand like that it almost might even be a different level here with how good all of our jockeys are
1: and- I honestly think that I agree with you. I reckon he's come in here cocky. I don't, again, I've never spoken to the bloke. I wouldn't know him. But yeah. the way he rode Gold Trip and the and ugh, Light Infantry yesterday, it was questionable. And I looked at it and I was like, mate, like you're just making dumb, dumb decisions. Like I don't know how he managed to get Light Infantry where he did. Like I definitely expected him to be a bit wider and have a bit more of a clear passage, at least have a last crack at them yeah. and kind of, have the run that you would have seen Fangirl have where she just rocketed through and, and was chasing I wish I win. Who had obviously been to clear do you remember
0: running. Remember I said to you last oh, week.
1: <laughs> fucking hell.
0: I don't fucking I, – I don't know what it was, but I knew I wish I win – had a bit about it and that last run, it, yeah, like we talked about it, looked like it might have been busted or something. Well, that and was it, the head scratcher for us and uh, which left
1: us to, more partial to it than anything. Yeah. And I can't I, – I honestly cannot catch Luke Nolan at the moment. Yeah. For the life of me. It just does my head and he's just one of those jockeys that, yeah, well, he's just clearly won a $10 million race, but he's just one of those jockeys at the moment which I just can never seem to find. And when I do find him, he just – Either runs it to the ground, or it just is just a shit horse. So,
0: yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's, he's frustrating me. I thought Fangirl was ridiculous in that race.
0: Yeah, huge caught my eye for sure. I, oh um, she
1: because remember we it. said. Remember we said I, th- I thought she was going to be a great chance in the Empire Rose, and then they scratched her and they opted for the Golden Eagle. And I think they, I think they obviously made the smart decision because I think she pocketed an absolute astonishing amount of money to run second. Yeah. But they were looking for that good deck, so I think moving forward with a horse like Fangirl, simple as that, good deck. She's a rocket. Anything soft six or worse, don't bother.
0: Dragons Do will run again this spring.
1: No, that was, I think that was her GF. Okay. To be
0: honest, yeah, it'd yeah. be interesting
1: to see if she she back up into like a Champions Mile this this coming Saturday, but I highly, highly doubt it.
0: So, so ja- back to Jamie Spencer. Um, what's he on in the Cup again?
1: Um, Jamie Spencer. I don't. Didn't know he if have he's a, got cup, a Cup right? right. Gold
0: trip? No, Gold trip.
1: Right? Nah, Zara's on Zara's on Gold trip. Okay. Um, let's have a look. I did I he, honest, I think he he's been his chuffed up
0: wrong. Cup run after
1: that fucking. Well, I don't ride. think he. I don't think he ever had a cup ride. He came over to ride. Oh, I, I he thought you were saying last
0: infantry. week. Yeah, I thought you were saying last week that he came over to ride that, but then yeah, he that had was... picked up an, another ride in the cup. Or I'm not, I'm no, he picked wrong.
1: up Gold Trip in the Cox Plate. The Cox, yeah, yeah, okay. but yeah, he doesn't have a ride in the cup. I think he's chuffed off home and rightly deserved.
0: Yeah, I read a report that off. he's
1: injured. That he's injured his <laughs> he injured his
0: Why? hip. He injured his hip.
1: Apparently he's injured his hip I don't know But either way I'm glad he's gone Because Yeah He had two very disappointing (laughs) Weekends That's for sure
0: Fuck off and take a lesson I (laughs) reckon Mate Like what were you thinking Like coming over here And riding like that Like he had the best horse in the race And it still ran like the best horse in the race But he fucking rode it like trash man It It was really disappointing to see
1: yeah, I, I was disappointed. And it'd be interesting to see well, we'll see what connections want to do when um, light infantry goes back for oral ascot next year, but I don't suspect Kieran is gonna be having him on speed dial and calling him up to, to ride light infantry when he settles back here in Australia.
0: Nah, so he's coming back here. Light
1: so infantry. he'll so he came over here for that rich race there, as did Well I'm not sure what the what's going on with World War, but wide infantry is owned by, a, a, I'm pretty sure, an Australian contingent. Okay. So they'll take him back to Royal Ascot for the Royal Ascot Carnival next year in, I think it's June or July, and then they'll bring him back down under and he's going to stay here after that. Okay.
0: Because cool. you've
1: got to remember, he's a, he's a four-year-old. So he's a four-year-old. I, I don't think he's a cult. I think, I, I think he's a gelding. So he's got plenty of racing left in him. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him down here. But I think he'll be a really, really good horse over sixteen hundred, and he might even later in his career stretch out to that that two thousand meters.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I'd like to see him go around a bit more. He, um, yeah, he looks like he's he's got a lot of class. So, oh, there Happy you go. So to he's have a him cult. here with some good jockeys a- on him.
1: He is a cult, so he's still he's still he's he's still got his uh he's still got his nuts. So yeah. he might be something that they're looking to win at, at Royal Ascot and maybe take him to the breeding barn or bring him down here, have a couple of races and and then obviously get him settled down here. So it'd be interesting.
0: Definitely. Do you know, can I ask you this? Because when I watch um South African races, which is very rarely, but if I'm ever up, yeah, and yeah, I love a bit of turban time. But like if I'm up at that time of night. And betting on races, you know, it's been a degenerate night, but with them with the boys, I noticed that the the guys that ride those horses, they ride them like almost, they look like monkeys on the back of horses. Like, I don't know if you ever mm. saw the monkey um, jockeys that they used to strap to greyhounds. Have you ever seen that?
1: I think I've been shown this and it's hilarious.
0: Yeah. And the way they ride, like their arms are flapping about. Yeah. They're just, just hilarious. But it's, I guess it's animal cruelty at its finest. (laughs) And by the way, I own it. I own an X racing greyhound. So I am, you know, clear of any sort of fucking wrongdoing and I can say whatever I want. But I feel like South African jockeys ride their horses like a monkey strapped to the back of a greyhound.
1: I'll have to look at it because I'm. I i do not think I've ever watched. Saturday have you not noticed bet, that? I've never bet on it. I oh, could not tell well, you. Yeah. I wouldn't. I just know of Fontaine purely for, just I just know of it. Simple it's as weird, that, man. And
0: it might be a matter of that they are allowed to use the whip a bit more there because you don't see a lot of like stylish hands same, and heels.
1: The same sort of the same sort of rules that we have over yeah, here. Yeah,
0: maybe that's it because they're flapping around like a seagull on a pizza. And they just like I don't know. It's weird because here you get, you know you get the they they ride hands and heels and they make the horses respond to, like really well to that. And over there, it just seems like they're just like flapping around and whipping them. I don't I don't know. It's monkey jockey sort of thing.
1: <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Let me know when it's on because I'll stay up. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll watch it every night. <laughs> <laughs> <for here. laughs> Oh, mate, should we, uh, should we get into this breakdown of the Melbourne Cup?
1: Let's do it. This is the big one.
0: All right. Do you want to go top weight? Do you want to just go numerical reckon, order?
1: Let's do numerical order. I reckon that's the easiest way okay. to go
0: So from what I'm looking at, I'm seeing gold trip as top weight. Is that correct?
1: That is the gold trip top weight. And then you've got a heap of horses around the 50, 55 and a half. And you obviously see them trickle down in weights.
0: Why the um, fuck is gold trip top weight? Um,
1: because Greg Carpenter, the handicapper, thinks he's the best horse in the race on on ratings. <laughs> I, what the fuck? <laughs> So, I, to to put it in perspective, so everything's rated off a there's like a handicap rating, and then that horse is then deemed a certain weight according to that rating. So if you look at his handicap rating he's got the highest handicap rating of any horse in the race which doesn't surprise him. he's run he's run so well in an arc which we know is is one of the best races in the world if not the best. So his handicap rating is is 119. So if we then scroll down and look at the 24th order of entry which is is Roma Flower she's 104. And then you you've got others which are even lower than that. So I know interpretations around the 100 mark um, man, so realms
0: I, in on fifty kilos.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Oh, we,
0: thank you.
1: So yeah, so she just got in. So after the scratching of her in the Lexus on Saturday, I was I was a bit shattered because I thought she'd pissed that race in. And after seeing yeah. the result with Surefire, can't even not even be able to barely get past Serpent, uh, Serpentine, who's in this race as well. Hey, why was is just,
0: Surefire not in this?
1: So they didn't choose to accept. Okay. so what had happened as a result of that then serpentines got in because of it
0: okay so and, is and that because she'd been run off her feet or no they just probably opted to say
1: that maybe she's she might have pulled up a bit rough she might have um she might have eaten all her feed or they just think yep you're a, you're not a 3200 meter horse simple as that so
0: yeah
1: I, I can understand that because you can see with the Melbourne Cup, it's one of those races that can really, really rattle a horse. Yeah. Because a lot of horses are not used to running it. Like you, you can see like two thousand four hundred meters seems to well, two thousand five hundred meters seems to be that kind of happy mark. Three thousand two hundred meters is a brutal, brutal race. Yeah, take And it, man. Yeah, so a lot of these horses, I think. In this field, I think there's only a handful that have ever even seen two mile before. So, yeah, there is always a concern with horses, like, getting through that trip.
0: Yeah, and that's why we see or we have seen um, a lot of horses get injured from it, sometimes fatally, which is is extremely distressing because, like I said, like, I grew up around, like, a, a racing family in the stables and the growing up around those horses and, like, getting to know them, like, and they're just these lovely animals and I have so much respect for them. And also, like, they were looked after so much. Like, it was more than a full-time job for my granddad, right? So, yep. it's not like these things are treated poorly. And they're, and they're bred to race, you know, it's what they do. But when you see stuff like that, it's, um, it's very, like, distressing and it's and really it- sad. And, and, yeah, and I again, know.
1: I think with the Melbourne cup being like, it's, well, it's obviously that, that famous saying the race is the nation because everyone's sitting and watching it. And like with the international interest as well, people are watching it from overseas. So in terms of like that, I guess that televising of it, there's so many eyes on the race. So when they see a horse break down and, and, or get injured or, or something negative happens in terms of, in relation to the race, it gets that negative publicity purely for the fact that it's just got so much exposure. Yeah, like like it's unfortunate, but horses break down all like all the time, but well, they the, never get that they never get that reporting done of it, but purely for the fact because it's not in the it's not in the public's eye.
0: And we don't and we don't do a lot of these um, two mile <sighs> races over here. And the thing is, 55, 57 kilos, like that, that's all right. It's, like it's it's obviously over that distance, it's never. Like the yeah, that distance is never ideal. That's why it's the mo- the the greatest race because it really brings out who the you know toughest horses are. Who has are. the
1: most yeah, who has the most stamina exactly. And my, and
0: my only problem with this with this sport, Oracle, is that the the steeple and you know the I jumps hate, racing. I hate the, I hate the jumps. I can't I think it's watch just, it, man. It's like, it's me like neither. they put. I don't understand why they put so much weight on the back of a horse, they put more weight than something like this. They run them for longer than this. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why, why do you put and, the uh, same weight on as this if you have to do it? Because no one wants to fucking watch it anyway. You know? Like, I'm n- why are you I'm, putting I'm, more weight on it?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure, 100% sure, but it might be related to how heavy the jockey is
0: as yeah. well. But I'm not sure. Pa- get- doesn't, like, Stephen Pateman, who races in that, make like, normal racing weight anyway? Yeah, I,
1: I suspect so. I'm not sure. Like, again, I'm not a big follower of the jumps races. I know plenty of people are. because It's got an interest here in Australia. But I still I, – I don't agree with that. I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't agree with how they structure it. Like you said, these big weights make them run 4,000. Sometimes I think there's even a $5,000, oh, uh, 5, 5,000-meter race. Oh, my God, man. That Over is
0: the jumps, worst like. thing ever. Like, why would anyone want to fucking – See that you know, like five thousand meters with a horse with seventy kilos on its back jumping over hurdles. Like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Exactly. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's brutal. I I don't agree with it and I don't like it. And I probably I, I don't think I'll ever bet on it or watch it to be honest <laughs> nah, in my life. Neither, man.
0: Neither. But yeah, this is um. <laughs> sorry to, get, to not to not take th- anything away from this. This is this is like a great waste and. And I just, yeah, I don't know. I, like this is way more sorted. To, and, th- and this is the thing, like this is why this race is so hard to pick because it's a long distance. Like you said, like a lot of them don't usually run that far and it makes it such a lottery, you know?
1: And the way that it's set up being a handicap, it's um, essentially Greg Carpenter, who's the chief handicapper before he moves on to Hong Kong. Technically, the way he's weighted every horse, every horse should be crossing the, the finish line at the same time. So when you look at a Melbourne Cup, the idea is, yes, you want a horse that can run two mile, but you've also got to try and beat the handicapper as well. And how that happens is, and this is probably an interesting thing for the, for, for the listeners is, in Europe, what happens is handicaps aren't given group status or listed status or anything like that. They're just considered handicaps. Okay. You know, does that make sense? So what ends up happening is, all of these European horses that want to come out for the cups, they're just racing handicaps over there. So what happens is when you win a group one or you win a group two or whatever like that is essentially you will get a a weight penalty because you've won a group one. All right. But in the UK, those handicap races, they're not group or or listed like rated. So they're winning all these handicaps and they're probably not going to actually get any sort of weight penalty because that's all they've been winning. So a horse like, yeah, which is, which is really interesting, isn't it? And that's why the Europeans seem to love coming out here because they might have this... Get a this, bit of weight off. Yeah, they got this gun handicapper horse mm-hmm. who hasn't won anything of note in italics over in the UK and they come out here and they're a group, group one quality horse and they'll carry 50, 50 and a half, 51 kilos.
0: Yeah. Like, is that why you see horses like... What do we got here? Um is that Kamora, Huyamal, stuff like that? Um, yeah. Even uh, no, sorry. Yeah. So that then is that why they? Because that because you look at their records and you think there's not a lot of like ones in there, you know. Nah. And again, you've got to look at these races. these horses
1: are stayers, so sometimes they take a while to get up, build up their prep, and those sort of things. Like look at your Huyamal. Like he's got a great record. <laughs> Like yeah. he's had nine starts for two wins and and six placings, so he's he's right in the money here. And yeah. and he's had, he's got some great form. Like he's he's run behind Elga El who who was actually going to come out here but failed the vet checks. He's run behind New London. He's run behind um, Desert Crown, Native Trail.
0: New London's Noble a good name.
1: Oh they like haven't heard of that. there's some real like he's got some elite form lines when you're looking at it with him and he's actually performed really really well but I know what you mean in terms of looking at it and going oh yeah there's there's no picket fences like where I guess we're more accustomed to here in Australia.
0: Yeah. Yeah do, do you know um someone told me who mal um, recently it was Barney actually friend of the show. He um yeah. he told me that when he came up against Deval legend recently the jockey lost the whip about three or four hundred meters out, and he still only lost to him by about half a head or something like that.
1: I don't. Th- oh, are you are you talking about the race, uh the Gordon Stakes? I think it was. Is that um, one the one at Goodwood?
0: Yeah, I'm not. I think he ran third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so New third New.
1: I was or... oh, funnily enough, I know this race because I was on New London. Um, with William Buick on board. So he, New London won that race. Dover ran second and Huya ran third. And that was over the mile and a half. All right. And that was a good word. So I didn't know that about it because Ryan Moore was on um, Huya Mile that day, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I he's he's a good horse, Huya and I And he brings those really, really good form lines. And I think if you're looking at him purely from a, a two-mile perspective, I think he'll actually run the trip.
0: Yeah, he's in good hands too. Probably the, yeah, the best hands as far as I'm concerned. What are you talking hands. gay? You I'm oh, talking I'm gay, more, man. I'm, oh, I I'm think thinking more Craig. Oh yeah, he's got some good hands and heels himself.
1: But he's just flying at the moment. Like when you when Craig Williams is in form, you just want to back him.
0: Yeah. No matter what the odds of the horse, so he's a gun. Oh, didn't he? Didn't he end up in jail? In Hong Kong. No, was that him or Chris Muntz? I can't remember. For fixing races. It
1: wouldn't. It wouldn't have been Craig Williams. It would have been. It was. months Muncy. Mun, Mun, yeah. a bit wild. I saw. <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah, saw him. Yeah. Yes,
0: I actually saw him yesterday. He walked past me. Oh really? How uh, was he? He's a fucking good bloke, man. He knew my. He knew yeah, my granddad. Like, Every time I'd see him, he'd he'd have a chat. He's a fucking legend. It's kind
1: of one of those ones where you kind of like you're walking past and you like see it. You're like oh there's Chris Munts. because he would have been down there for plays. You apparently. can't He's miss in him, the, man. In the he looks race. like no. a fucking <laughs> And but he's real lippy and loud. Like I remember yeah. I was in I was in a box with um one of got like a guy I know who's who's part owner of Gold Trip and we're in a box and he was just so lippy, smashing the piss like it was going out of fashion. Like <laughs> he's he's a bit wild, I think.
0: Yeah, no, nah, he's a well he's a Queenslander, you know? Yeah. So he's of but he's um he's he's turned into quite a good trainer too.
1: Oh, he's got some ripper horses.
0: Yeah. Like Pala a great horse. Yeah. Do you know, you know what my grandad always said to me, though? He's like, you're only as good a trainer as the horses you have in the stable. It's true, though. Yeah. It's true,
1: though. And, and you just need that one good horse to give you something. Yeah. And then it attracts, like, owners who want your, like, excuse me, they that have those owners who, who, like, essentially want you to train their horses.
0: Yeah. And you know what? That actually, I'll, I'll mention this as well. My granddad had a horse that um, did really well, won tons of money. Its name is Blazing Steel. And uh, this was when I was more towards being a teenager. And it ran second by a fucking whisker in the Stradbroke to Chief De Beers. I don't know if you've ever heard of Chief De Beers. Yeah, of course. It's
1: a great horse. yeah.
0: Yeah. So him and Blazing Steel used to battle it out all the time. And Blazing Steel was a bit of a perennial bridesmaid. But my granddad told me he picked Blazing Steel... From a paddock out near Toowoomba and bought him for five thousand dollars. Wow. I like looking at him. And and I remember after he was winning all these races, the, the blokes that were the owners, um, all they ever did was drop off a TV to us in our driveway, like a big TV. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sick. And they dropped us off this TV when this thing was winning more money. But my granddad got them that horse for 5000 But he also owned a small share in it too. But I I remember hearing that and thinking, that is honestly like winning the lottery because that horse would have won hundreds of thousands of dollars. And for you to be able to pick a horse and be able to buy it for that much money is almost impossible to do. I,
1: I really respect those guys who look at a yard and, and other, uh, essentially they're buyers and they can just look at a horse look at the pedigree, they'll look at its stature and they'll look for all these different features on the horse. Yeah. And then they just pick it out of just like to me, like I can see the difference between a good racehorse and, and I guess a I guess a mediocre one. But in terms of like separating those elite racehorses, I wouldn't have the faintest clue.
0: Nah, neither man. But it there's something to it for sure.
1: Just like oh, looking yeah. at
0: the build and everything like that. That's like why the Yeah. Like the pick of the yard things Legit, when you listen to those oh, people is. when they when, walk around, like
1: Jane Ivel's really good on Racing.com. She's she's one of the better ones to follow. Lizzie Lizzie Delst is all right, but she doesn't do a great deal of it now. I don't really like the girl that they have on Seven, but um, yeah, Jane Ivel's a really really good yard picker.
0: Yeah, I rate it. It's always good to be watching it all the way through. But should we yeah. get so should we get back into this right? So let's go. Let's do yep. this. Let's do this runner by runner preview. Like let's um let's give the people what they need to know because I feel like after. This derby There's going to be a lot of people listening to this And, and they're <laughs> no going to be waiting Nah but you know You just got to do your thing You, can, It is what it is Like you do your thing It's probably I know It's probably going to win <laughs> oh, oh <God. laughs> I'm not even worried anymore <laughs> I love that Nah this is the hardest race You can possibly pick And at the end of the day It's all a bit of fun And yeah, you just gotta you just I've always been a bit of a vibe guy when it comes to the Melbourne Cup, but Yeah. What 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 do you reckon? What do you, what do you think? Well
1: First things first. I think we need to talk about this weather and and the and the rail position as well. So the rail's out two meters from what it was yesterday. So if you if you followed the race a little bit, there was a lot of horses coming up the rail for say the first two, maybe three races, and then you would have seen like probably lanes three, four, five, and and outwards horses started to run on from there, and the later day. So if we bring that rail out two meters, it would suggest that it's it's going to be still fair racing, which is good because remember we spoke about the. I guess the rail position was about thirty-eight percent for backmarkers and for leaders, and then that that middle percentage was yeah, the one which was smaller. So even playing ground. Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to get really, really fair racing again. So I wouldn't be worried too much about by a horse who's who's drawn out wide and is a bit of a backmarker as well. The only concern you probably have is the large field. Yeah. So in terms of that, don't stress by the rails or anything like that. In terms of weather though, so we're currently rated a soft seven and I know that I'm down here in Mornings of Peninsula now and we've just had a shower run through. They're expecting about five mils today between now and obviously midnight and then we're getting between 10, 10 or so tomorrow and then 10 to 15 on the day with 90% showers both Monday and Tuesday. So if we're looking at purely from a weather perspective, one would suggest that we're probably going to be dealing with a heavy eight, heavy nine deck. Okay. All right so this is this is the preview that we're doing now obviously we can change this come race time we can obviously put it up on the socials for everyone but I have done my form purely off a heavy deck and it's a right? big
0: difference too
1: hugely so what can happen is because we've got this heavy deck we can put a pen through quite a few horses who I know aren't going to handle the handle the handle it so what we can do now is we can we can write down the horses that we i think we we know are going to handle it and then we can pen the others and we can go in a little bit more into detail on those ones that we know are going to handle it so we know so we know the top weight gold trip's going to handle it um he'll be fine in that weather the she's up in air so how with her like i said i think i said to you during the week like i've I've re-watched a lot of her replays particularly that caulfield cup and i think she has been prepared to the absolute perfection by edward cummins and and seeing him nom her for the empire rose just to give her a run around on saturday shows me that he's really following in granddad's footsteps in terms of how he prepares a horse and and a grand final so we know that she's going to be a grand. this is a grand final for her yeah. so she's been building up to this and the more and more i look at her she the, she's really really down with this prep which would suggest to me that to 3200 meters is going to be absolute peach for her but that that heavy ground is the worry for her cuz if we look at her like she, she that queen elizabeth last year you know when we're on the heavy 10 she didn't she
0: hated it four but starts it, on the heavy for no things yeah. no but then if we come back
1: to the chipping norton where she was one and a half lengths off very elegant for second up mm. that was a huge run and then she went on to win the australian cup and the Tanker in the next two starts so i'm still not 100% sure whether she'll handle the the deck or not, but I won't be penning Dwyer on that.
0: Yeah, and the and the Cummings family man, like you said, geez, they know how to do it. There's absolutely oh. no way Bart hasn't passed down onto his grandson how you win these things, you know.
1: And then exactly right. So she's certainly in the mix. I'll come back to Gold Trip because yeah, I I'd, I I'd, I'd probably did. I brushed past him. Do you like it? I think he's a ripper chance, and I love the booking of Mark Zara. Mark Zara is the perfect John. jockey for uh, for him. Sorry, he's really, really strong rider. He's drawn out, and I feel like he's going to get a similar run in this race as what he did in the Caulfield Cup. The only question marks I have is whether he can run three thousand two hundred meters. So, yeah. if we look at it here, like you go back through his career, he's he hasn't gone past the mile and a half, which which is a concern for me, but. He's got the, one of the best jockeys in the business. And he. when we watched one, his Mooney Valley run, which obviously was widely televised by, uh, as a butcher from Jamie Spencer. But if we watched that run and we watched the Caulfield Cup run, he's hard fit and he's hitting the line strongly. So one would suggest that he'll probably get the trip and he's certainly going to be in my numbers, that's for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, the distance The distance thing is always a concern for me. I mean, very elegant was like there's always anomalies. When it comes to this race, but very elegant last year was one of the biggest ones for me. I've never. just. just want to. I just, just want to quickly like touch on her. For me, she's the greatest racehorse I've ever seen race in my life. I've never in in That's my a recent winks. memory. Well, winks, yeah, but like I mean, the thing about very elegant is like she'll win Group Ones from fourteen hundred meters to thirty two hundred meters, and I can't remember a fucking horse that I've ever watched in my lifetime that did that.
1: Maccabi Diva.
0: Well, yeah, there you go. And, and she, she she's one been the greatest Alaska. ever. She's like almost and, like a household name.
1: So you, that was a great little, uh, what do they call that, when you transitioned into something? So Segway. if you look at... <laughs> Segway, that's it. So <laughs> that's why I've got concerns with Dewayes and Montefilia. Okay. Right? So both of them, brilliant horses, both had unbelievable runs in the Caulfield Cup. But you have to be an elite mare... To win the Melbourne Cup, carrying the weight that you are. So if we look at the horses back in history, like mares who have carried the weight that those two have on their backs now, you've got Very Elegant and you've got Maccabi Diva. Yeah, like okay. arguably, like they're hall of famers. Two of the best. To ever of the, some, do it. Yeah, two of the greatest mares that we've seen like on the track in recent times. So, do you put Dwayes and Montefilia on that in that kind of category? I don't. Fuck no. <laughs> but there's not there's there, there's nothing to say that they can't in in time but i think if you're looking purely off statistics and and how this race is off those weights you could probably put a pen through both of them off that i'm talking
0: yeah yeah man and to be honest with you like i i almost would but i'm a i'm a fucking mug so don't listen to me but and you mm. might have a different opinion but i almost probably would cuz I really don't put them anywhere near something like a very elegant or a Mackay. Nah,
1: no, neither of them up there to that the to, only thing of her status.
0: Drew Ace is um, is is the Cummings factor, that's exactly.
1: So in terms of like a first wall, which we will post on the socials probably on Tuesday, um, I she'll be in there definitely, mm. but I don't think she's certainly not my first pick in the race. That's for sure. Yeah. So that brings us obviously to Knight's Order. Yeah, and I, I've I had think. um, I've had
0: yeah. a, I've had a oh m- once again Barney, mate, friend of the show. He's a uh, he's really into it, but I um, I and I get it. Like I understand why, but since looking at the barrier draw, like I'm not sure if that suits it whatsoever.
1: Knight's Order in Barry Twenty Four.
0: You couldn't have drawn any worse for it, to be honest with you. Well. That. You've got to remember with
1: Flemington and the way that the three thousand two hundred meter start is, is you've got quite a decent amount of time to get yourself over. So, yes, it's not ideal drawing barrier twenty four of twenty four, but again, it he's got ser, he's got serpentine drawn inside of him, pointing a pen. Smoke and Romans and obviously Marion who are all go forward horses. So they will almost drag the horse along and then he can just kick up around the bend and probably take the lead. So I'm not, obviously as a leader, you you would have preferred to be drawn anywhere between one and six, I guess, if you had night's order, but I'm not super concerned by, by that barrier for the horse. And we know it's going to get through the going and we know it's going to run the trip. So it's had three starts at the trip for two wins. So, yeah, so it's, it's, I think it's certainly up to this race in his eyeballs. And if, if you weren't including it in your numbers, then you're a very, very game person because I think the only failure was, was last year's cup and that was on a good four. Now we know that, um, Knights Order can win on a good track, on on a good track, but certainly appreciates a soft or heavy going. So we're going to get the conditions to suit. It's whether or not you think it's going to get, like um, uh, I guess, a cozy lead, or it's going to have a lot of pressure. And I'm, I'm tending to lead towards
0: the latter. Yeah, i i can't I can't have anything from there, in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. I can't have anything that ever starts at Barrier Twenty Four because, when you when you start that race, it's it's so intense, and there's so many horses on that track to get over anywhere near the lead from that barrier. They need to exert so much energy in a race where you really should be conserving it to have anything left at the finish. Like, do you, is that thing the fucking best horse you've ever seen? Because I Mm. feel like it needs to be to win from barrier 24.
1: The way though, if you watch the, it's, it's an absolute bulldog. So if you looked at, if you watch, go back and watch the Caulfield Cup replay, the horse looked gone around the bend. Everyone yeah. was like, "Oh, yeah, it's gone. It's cooked." It battled on for third, like it. it was only within um, under a length off Gold Trip and and Durston. So the horse is a bulldog, and I think you're going to get that on 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 Tuesday. But it's just whether or not they're going to get the race to suit. Yeah, it's Interesting. It's classic. game yeah.
0: Waterhouse. She 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 gets some hard fit, like better than anyone. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. So, so
0: yeah.
1: yeah, so I certainly give Knight's Order an, a, a chance and it's definitely in my numbers. Okay. okay. Um, in terms of Montefili, I think we explained that. I thought her run in the Caulfield Cup was immense and I thought she she's well deserving of, of a run in this race. Two miles, a bit of a concern for her, for me, because um, obviously we watched her in, she, she ran the Oaks. Do you remember back in the day?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So she ran the Oaks and she got fanned out there. But again, she's developed into a really, really strong racehorse. And you can see that with the Caulfield Cup how well she did we know she'll handle the going and all that but my just concern is the statistics just are against her more than anything but again she'll be in those numbers because I have no doubt that she'll be she'll be fighting out or at least in those those top top few horses in the
0: finish yeah she's a good horse I uh, I've really liked her around 2400 meters in Sydney over the years um had a great opinion of her but um yeah I mean this is this is the big step, and I would not be surprised either if she ran a good race. I, I, I oh, love that; no. She's great.
1: Yeah. She, yeah, she'll go in the numbers, and she'll be going in that quaddy for that day as well, definitely. Brilliant. Um, Numerian. So this, I, I don't get the odds. So we're looking around here.
0: What are you yeah. What are you guys getting? You're going to, what, 60s? 61 and yeah, 15 so, the place. I don't yeah, get so, that either.
1: So the horses had a, an, an amazing prep. Now, we've got to remember, this horse won – the the Q twenty two. You know that that yeah. multi million dollar race up here in Queensland. Yeah. And absolutely dominated it. Yeah. It beat Maximal, who we know had a really, really good run in um the Turnbull. And it yeah, it beat Greathouse, LaDonda V, the Chosen One, all these horses. Like I think he's forgotten to be honest. And Barry rode
0: him too then, didn't he? Yeah.
1: Barry's followed him the whole time. So he was really good first up, second behind um behind uh, Knight's Order in the Chelmsford. Do you remember that real leader, Bias Day? Yeah. He then went to Randwick in the Hill Stakes and, and followed Cascadian, who was absolutely flying. Yeah. Numerian actually beat Montefilia home by two lengths. So yeah,
0: yeah I remember a, that race, yeah. Yeah. Gun Everyone ride got, by
1: Barry. Yeah, huge ride. And then went to the Caulfield Cup and ran, ran a really good fifth, a yeah. length behind the winners. So we know that Numerian's going to handle the excuse me, handle the, the heavy deck or the soft deck. It's just a matter of whether he'll run a strong two mile. Mm.
0: No, I like and it. again, I, I really like yeah. it. 67, so you, com, oh, well, it's like opened at 67, 61 now, like, come on. Yeah. Come so, on.
1: yeah, I I, I think he's, he's certainly in it in, he's certainly in this race. My concern is obviously the, the 3,200 metres. So, like, if you go back and look at his overseas form, he never ran past a mile and a half. So, yeah, it's yep. it's questionable. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But um
0: not going to have him know. in the numbers.
1: I'm probably going to pen him off those numbers, but I think he's over the odds. Let's mm, just say that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so he,
0: yeah, yeah. And the thing is, you can't
1: have every horse in this race. Like, yeah, no, and, no. That, and that's the
0: <laughs> we're only <that's>, five horses. <laughs>
1: to it. Oh yeah. And well, I already like a few of. Them. Yeah, so um I'll I'll put a pen through a few coming down the track So don't stress by okay. that. Yeah. So this brings me to number 6 who's my top pick for the race. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. So this is this is without a fight. Again, I don't like the barrier of 18, not for the way he is, but he gives me every indication just judging by his racing over overseas that he'll run that mile. Um, he's run over two thousand eight hundred meters, um, and he's yeah he's he's done really really well. So, in my opinion, I think he's he should be second favourite, if not up there with Dover Legend for the favouritism, particularly with this de- um, I guess de- declining track. Mm. My concern though is William Buick, and now we spoke about this earlier, where those foreign jockeys coming over here. Mm. Now. I have no doubts. William Buick is one of the best jockeys in the world, and I always will back him in in France. I'll back him. I'll back him anywhere, essentially. But he's never really had a great deal of success here in Australia, and that is my my worry for him. He rode so, at a
0: at a, at a babe, in um, was he riding at a babe when it beat Very Elegant that two those two times?
1: Who? Oh, a dabe,
0: a dabe. Sorry. No, that was sorry. Tommy my Markwyd. pronunciation
1: is no. That's all right. Yeah, um, that was a that da- was that was Tommy, Tommy <laughs> Markward. So,
0: oh uh, yes, 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 yes. Leading up
1: to that, Tommy Markward actually served some time up here for a couple of months. So he got used to the tracks and understanding how they play and all that. Yeah. So, and I guess the Australian racing pattern.
0: Getting to know but, the jocks. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. They're all
0: absolute madmen. <laughs> Oh, you yeah, and you can't come it, in here not expecting to have an absolute dogfight on your hands. Sorry
1: that that's exactly right. <laughs> so I look at without a fight, and I think he should be, in my opinion, I think he should be favourite. He's got a great record, and I think he'll handle the heavy going. Although he's never run on it, but he gives me every indication with his soft runs that he'll handle the handle the trip. Mm. So yeah, he's he's a good horse. William Buick's never sat on him before. He's got a regular rider over there overseas. So it'll be interesting to see, I guess, I know how he goes. Yeah. One thing that I think we should notice from from his runs though is there's a horse called Hookham, H U K U M over in the UK, who he actually I think he subsequently beat home in oh, I forget what race it was. It was something anyway. But yeah, he beat home that race and that yeah, see if you can find it, but don't don't stress if you can't. Oh, no, who then no, it's not there, yeah. No, that's all right. So then Hookham then came out and beat Pile Driver by five lengths, who's a very, very good group one horse overseas. So if you're looking at that, you can kind of stack up the form around Pile Driver and, and winning over that two well, it was two thousand four hundred meters. So I think he's I think he's within certainly within in in this race. I think he's got a great chance.
0: Yeah. It seems like he's probably come a long way since then. Cause I was looking at the last five races and I couldn't find that race, but they improve, you know, like they, exactly. they definitely do like anything. It's, um, yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting one. It's not, it's not bad odds, man. It's $11 and $3. Exactly. 50. So it's, it's he'll, I'll probably be having a
1: little snippet on him now with the, the Melbourne Cup. I think it the, in terms of my unit staking, I don't go like I would normally go on a normal race day or a race race itself. I'll usually put maybe half, quarter units on all these different horses at odds and hope to knock off the favourite. And then I'll have quite a decent outlay on on a first four just to try and get a part of that big pool. Yeah. So when you just for the listeners who, if they hop online, they see it on the post or see it on the story, in terms of my unit staking, follow the exact same unit staking as what you normally would do. Yes, you're going to be betting a lot less, but you, it, it is, it's simple. Is this is one of the hardest race, if not the hardest race of the year to, to try and pick. So, I'd rather just have a couple of little small plays and hope I can get a profit from the race.
0: Yeah, it's the Powerball of Australian racing, I think. Yeah,
1: you've nailed it <laughs> exactly.
0: And now uh, Kamora, uh, mate of so... mine, is friends with Benny Malam, and he was telling me he's got this ride, and apparently he's happy with it, but. Uh, I don't know. They all kind of say that, right? When they get on these horses, when they come over here for the Melbourne Cup, like everyone says they're happy with the way it's settled in and how it's gone. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they won't.
1: Nah, And that's the thing is that he's obviously passed the the vet checks because he's here and that's, that's awesome. I've got so much concern with this track. So you'll see you, if you look back through his form, you'll see four, four goes on the heavy for a second and a third. The problem with those races where he didn't finish in the top three one, he finished sixteen lengths seventh. Okay. And the other one was ten and a half lengths fourth oh, in a five horse like field. I don't think he likes it, and I've got grave concerns about that. Yeah. So but if we look at it this the other thing I've got you've got to consider though is Irish form seems to be a really, really good thing that holds up here with our, our Melbourne Cup. Oh
0: yeah. So Vintage crop. He,
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, exactly. And then you've got other horses like Rekindling, Twilight Payment. You know those horses.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're
1: they are all coming out of, I guess, essentially the the Iris St Ledger, which yeah, is the, same the Ledger. Yeah. At the Curra, so he ran in that race behind Cyprios, who who is arguably the greatest stayer in or the best stayer in in Europe at the present moment. Yes, he ran eighth, and it was on a soft deck, but he ran he Cyprios form. Simple as that. Mm. And if history says something, you're looking back and going, "Vintage crop, your your boy. You've got rekindling and twilight payment boy. of recent of recent times." And red, remember Red Kudo? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, fucking, the horse that kept running. Oh, yep. weapon. Another one. Another one who used to race uh, uh, the the current leading weapon of so,
0: the two miler
1: There you go. So all of these race that that race is a huge and always a great form indicator for the Melbourne Cup. So. If You're looking at it like that, I wouldn't be completely penning him purely off the fact that he's raced in that race against the best stayer in, in Europe. But like I said, I've got concerns about I, I think he'll run the trip, but I think he, I don't know if he'll like the
0: ground, you know. And the th- another thing for me, and this might not actually be anything, but I think Ben Malum is one of the best hands and heels riders in the game. Oh. He's and brilliant.
1: I love him. He just never gets the rides he, that he that he deserves. No, and,
0: he, and he's 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 super talented jockey, really good at uh, and that style of riding that he can produce is really good for like shorter course sort of trips. Um yeah. like a thousand meters, twelve hundred meters, even like fourteen hundred meters. Like he when if you mm. see him on something, it's really hard for me to not to not back him because I know like the the way he rides, like he can get those home to you know, sustain that run. I don't know if that sort of style of riding translates to a two mile race. To be honest with you, it's like he he's a gun and he could get it done. But there, there's a few things with this with this horse that I'm I'm thinking about penning it.
1: Yeah, and uh, like as 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 much as I've made a case for it with the St Ledger, I don't I don't want it on my side in that race. He may yeah. be included in the first four in those kind of third and fourth um, positionings, but he, he's, he's certainly not a horse that I'm going to be, I guess, jumping into with, with a half unit or a, a quarter unit. That's for sure.
0: Well, $46 and $12 a place wouldn't be that bad chucking it in the first form, <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But we'll, we'll go to the favorite. Yeah. Oh, Dover legend.
1: legend. Yeah. Yeah. Dover legend. And and honestly, if you, if you're looking at the form leading up to this, the horse deserves this 100%. It's got all the runs on the board. It's won some really, really good lead-up races. It's it's a winner. It beat El uh, Bogadon, who we know had a, a wonderful performance in the Cox Plate. So if you're looking at like that, he comes out of good form races, which have, have in the past led up well to, to our Cup. So he's, he's rightly so, but at $3.50 on a potential heavy deck, which he's never seen. Never with Kieran, that. Nah, with Kieran McAvoy on board, yeah, I'm. I've got concerns, oh, and I think how's this he's, thing
0: only run? On he's had seven starts, three wins, three placings, all of them on good tracks. How the fuck have they managed that?
1: I don't know. I, re- <laughs> you know the <what> <laughs> honest truth? I don't know. It might be just luck of the draw. Who knows?
0: Yeah.
1: But like, if if you're looking at the form, he's got great form. I don't, I, I've just got question marks at the odds. This is the Melbourne Cup Pen
0: him. and Pen him <laughs> well, <laughs> Honestly, what the fuck? Like, how is he? Like, this is a heavy. Going to be what a soft or a heavy? How is oh, he? Just, how the fuck are the, how is he not raced on a soft or a heavy before?
1: Yeah, over there, that's insane. I don't, I don't know, but if you look at it, like his his sire, See the Stars. Have you heard of See the Stars?
0: Yeah, yeah honestly freak
1: yeah. absolute freak of a horse um so in terms of sire line, like it's 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 world class so he's he's a wonderful horse and he was from Ireland he's i think he's actually related to Baed you know the world's best racehorse
0: yeah cuz i'm yeah. pretty
1: sure see the stars is his sire as well but don't quote me on that i could be i could be completely wrong yeah but like <sighs> He's got everything in his favour, and I and I know why everyone's drawn to him. Simple as that. Yeah. But again, the ground is the worry, and that's that's what's got me there. And he's he is carrying a decent weight, so. Mm, and yeah. he's got,
0: got Voldemort on as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. So there's a couple of negatives there that would suggest to me that, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not sold.
0: Neither, and I and you know what I like that because three dollars sixty in a Melbourne Cup can fuck off. Yep. So <laughs> Stockman, uh, I I just um, I respect him. I'd back him in a shorter distance. I don't really know what he's doing here. How did he, How did he get in here?
1: Um, I, I don't know how we got in. To be honest, maybe because <laughs> he, he won the. I think he may because he won the St. Ledger. You know the one at, uh, yeah. the the two thousand six hundred meter race. Maybe. Yeah. He. he, he we know he's going to handle the heavy. He's a good, good horse. Like he he's a sound horse, but I think he's gonna be outclassed here. And he he's got a great jockey on him. Like I love Clippo and I've, I've always rated Clippo. So yeah, I think he's at his right price. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And and he'll be finishing nicely. He'll he'll definitely if we're, if we're racing on a heavy eight or heavy nine, I think he's a great chance. My concern is the barrier as well, where he's gonna end up. Because obviously, we know that he's not a horse that goes forward or completely oh. drops back. On my concern, he's going to get buried behind a lot of horses.
0: Yeah, barrier two. I don't really want to. Yeah. I, really wanna
1: so, near that.
0: I would have preferred him drawn a little
1: bit more out. So I've, I mean, he's not in my numbers. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Good, good. And the ex champion. Yeah. You can't the say quick. defending champion because he's gone quiet the last few years, but vow and declare.
1: Yep. Um, soft deck or good deck, great chance. Wet deck, cooked. See you later.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting horse this. I'm I'm actually surprised that he's still running because I haven't even though he's got a, a, a third placing in this recent prep, I don't I haven't seen a lot from him that would suggest after winning a Melbourne Club Cups, you'd you'd keep running him. Like I almost thought they'd like put him bloody can he sire or what's yeah. the... No, galeding. no, no. He's See, a gelding. He's a gelding. Yeah. yeah, he's a gelding. Oh, that's why they uh, still keep running.
1: He's he's so dour at the moment. So we know. So that just means he's just he's just wanting the longest trip he can get. So yeah. he, I thought he was actually quite good in the Bart Cummings and, and in the Caulfield Cup, um, yeah. albeit on on good and soft decks. So, I think he's a good chance, and I think. Um, Danny O'Brien's got him back to, I guess, probably not the same level he was when he won the cup, but he certainly got him back up to a competitive level. But again, it's another thing that we're looking at um, in terms of probably, we're probably going to pen him. And, and again, if we're looking at history, Penny. well, yeah, history said, suggests that you can't come back to you a cup. To, to, unless you're Maccabi Diva, yeah. uh, you can't come back to a cup and win it again.
0: Yeah. And that's another one where he's not, he's just not one of those horses so yep. let's not even let's not even like think about that because it's yep. not gonna happen yeah and, uh, <laughs> all and, right <laughs> sorry I'm, that, that's I'm, all right I'm getting confident but I'm almost sure that that guy does, that that's an anomaly if he comes out and he runs a place oh. in this car
1: honestly oh, exa- exactly right so yeah I yeah I, I, I don't think he can do it to be oh. honest yeah good
0: and this one so, so next right I, i've got a bit of a vibe feeling on this horse and i don't know what it is but there's something about young Werther that i kind of feel like he can run a race here
1: so the i you know i said i, we, I think we've mentioned this i thought he was a great chance for us in as in the aussie contingent yeah. the worry that i have is his build up so he he hasn't exactly got a lot of miles in the legs and i couldn't find any jump outs or anything like that so yeah He's, he kicked off this uh, campaign with, at a, over 1,700. He then went to the 2,000 metres in the Group 1 Turnbull and then went to the Cox, obviously, which was another 2,040 metre race. I'm still surprised that he went to the Cox and didn't opt for like a Mooney Valley Cup or something over a little bit further. So my, my issues with him is, one, is prep has not been where I would see it being. And two, I—he's jumping from two thousand meters to two thousand, uh three thousand two hundred meters. So we've got a monstrous increase in trip.
0: It's huge. It's like another yeah, it's like another race.
1: Yeah, Damien Lane has stuck with him though, so I do Ooh. look at that as a positive.
0: Yeah.
1: He, but he's drawn the absolute car park. Um, and to be honest, I think looking at it from a whole perspective, I don't like his prep. And I don't think it's got him ready for 3,200 metres. So although I have said in past podcasts that I thought he was one of the better chances in terms of from Australia, I've changed my mind on that. Simple as that.
0: Okay, good. Cause you might've changed my mind there too, which is good. I needed that because I don't know what it was. I was just looking at him and thinking, oh yeah, there's just something there, but yeah, I'm glad you changed my mind. Cause it's probably nothing, but the next one, uh, number twelve, Hu This one, yeah, I, this one, I'm really into. I mean, yeah, this.
1: and yeah, and I, I, I get where your head's at. I think it's a great chance. Yeah. Um, Craig Williams on board is obviously we spoke about this. Is is just a monstrous, monstrous plus. He's he's run over two thousand eight hundred meters, and I think he actually ran in the English St. Ledger, which is over just a little bit further but he faded in that and that's where I just sit back and go is is this a bridge too far for him where I think he's is he going to run a strong 3,000 or two mile race I don't know like you said I think if we can trust Gay and, and Adrian then one would suggest that we're we're certainly in it or in in this race yeah but just if you go back and watch that group one St Ledger, he he really faded over those latter stages and that was over a soft deck. So whether or not he's gonna handle the heavy deck is is still up in arms or a brutally run three thousand two hundred meters on a heavy deck, well, you can probably maybe even pen him off that to be honest.
0: Yeah, the thing is I have so much trust in gay and Adrian. It's um they just keep just proving themselves over the years as an as yeah. an Australian punter, they they know how to get a horse hard fit and yeah. What was the one that Gay trained started with an F? Too many years ago that one. This
1: Fiorente. Thing.
0: Yeah, it was a favourite too, and it led the whole way, didn't it?
1: I'm not sure if it led the whole way, but it was such a good horse. Yeah, and he was an into Entire as well, so he's actually got some progeny getting around as well.
0: Yeah, right. So I don't know. I do trust gay. I think that's her best chance in the race. And with Williams on board, I, I kind of kind of I'm I'm a little bit on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I get where your head's at. Um it might be I haven't decided whether to put in the numbers or not. I'm still up in air with it.
0: That's all right. If you want to pen it, we'll pen yeah, it. Yeah,
1: i I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Serpentine.
0: Um, Good name. Yeah. Not sure Great about name.
1: it. We'll pen it off it straight away. Pen it Bayer straight away. The Lexus forms garbage. The only horse to come out and actually do something from the Lexus is the Prince of Iran, freak of a horse. Yeah,
0: and probably pen the fuck out of it, hey? Yeah,
1: <laughs> so you, can, you can you can do that for the next couple as well. So Darwin Street Junior, pen it.
0: I'll be penning that. I was penning that before you even said it, dude.
1: Grand Promenade, twelve lengths
0: fourth behind
1: Francesco Guardi in the Mooney Valley Cup. Won't handle the heavy deck. Pennet. Penned. Arafayo. So, this is this is so ridiculous. So, Bjorn's had this horse racing. I don't, I can't remember the last time I had a spell. So, it's been racing, <laughs> up and racing since the 1st of April.
0: Fucking hell. So, it's hell.
1: had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I'm getting This the is going to be. It's
0: fifteenth start. (laughs) I'm getting the biro out. I'm gonna click the back of the biro and pen it.
1: Do it. Good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You don't do that. You don't do that.
1: Let's do that. Charlie Rose, point in the pen and interpretation. Do it all.
0: Okay. Penned. 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 Now, Luna Flare hasn't. Oh no! Sorry, emissary. Yeah, well.
1: so I actually really like a misery. I think it's a good chance. Okay. Again, the only thing I have is this wet track theory with the horse. I loved it to run in the Geelong Cup. It absolutely brained the field minus Shawfire, who we saw come out and win the Lexus, albeit against a very, very weak field. But I think the horse is underrated. Okay. But again, it's that wet deck. I think it'll I, I think it's hard fit. So we kicked off. It's had two runs at, at the mile and a half now or the mile, yeah, mile and a half, or mile, no, 2,400 metres, so what's that? Yeah, mile yeah. and a half, sorry. Yeah. It's had two runs there, so we know it's going to be fit. It's just I don't like its efforts on a heavy deck.
0: Okay. Paddy Maloney can so, ride. He's a, fucking yeah, he's a good jock.
1: Good jock. So, Emissary will probably be in those numbers where you're looking around the third and fourth type picks in in that first four.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, so... God. Yeah, so this brings me to my best value in the race. Okay. Luna Flair.
0: Yeah, she's good.
1: Mate, she is such a weapon.
0: Underrated. And she just
1: keeps doing it. So I was on her in the Bart Cummins and I was absolutely cheering her home like no tomorrow. Yes, Francisco Guardi should have won that race after almost tripping over, Mm. but I love the way that she hit the line. And then if you watch her behind Francisco Guardi at the next start, Moody Valley Cup, she was wonderful. So, yes, she got beaten by four lengths. But if you look back in the field, you had Persan, Grand Promenade, the Amazonian Desert. Ica, like you had Serpentine was 15 and a half lengths behind it. So it's I think it's really good and I think it's a really underrated horse because it – and you know how we spoke about Gay's horse? Yeah. Fiorente is Luna Flair's sire. Oh, so know, but, oh
0: stop it. <laughs> if you look at the iron,
1: that, that's for you there.
0: Well, this is it. I'm getting, a, I'm getting vibes like the man's voice and virtuous circle here. Some like family lineage yeah, vibes. Little, here. Little,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. So, so, yeah, I'm, and I love Grant Begg as a trainer. I think he's an absolute legend, and I think he can train really well. He just doesn't get the cattle. So, Luna Flair, to me is a real is one is one of my best value plays in this race, and I think it's a it's a ripper chance.
0: I love it, man. It's um. It's, yeah, there's been a few races where I've backed against it and just the performances it's put in. I've just looked at it and thought to myself, how the fuck could you ever bet against that thing? Like, it is an yep. absolute gun. And yeah, and she, I she, could say that. She, she never, ever runs a bad race. Nah, she's tough as hell. Ever.
1: And she's got lightweight. So she drops now from, uh, she drops four kilos. So she will be carrying lightweight she's drawn really nicely in barrier 12 just to sit I guess just off that that kind of speed battle I think yeah I I love her chances and and I'll actually be having a little snippet on her to be honest
0: Yeah love it I think I might as well yeah. So yeah. smoking romans with uh Jamie Carr on what do you think
1: So is this going to be, how I look at this particular horse is this me just scratching my head like I did with I wish I win yeah. and then I'm going to eat am I going to eat my um i guess my own words
0: Ugh, surely not
1: i don't know i know that we know the horse is going to handle the heavy i think if jamie had her time again she would run the caulfield cup a lot differently mm. purely for the fact if you look at all the horses that 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 beat at home in montefilia gold trip durston even you could probably look at a, a vow and declare they all got going and by the time they were got they'd by the time like jamie got smoking romans out they were gone so the race was gone a lot earlier than you'd expect barrier yeah it's a bit interesting it'll be interesting to see where, where jamie in puts her up she wants but to go forward fact, right yeah she'll she'll probably go i would suspect she's going forward and i'd have her in probably that kind of first eight horses to be yeah. honest um She's gonna definitely be in the numbers purely for the fact that I'm not doing I Wish I Win Again and just eating my words. So she'll go in the numbers. I think she's a good chance.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay. Interesting. I didn't expect you to say that, but that's very interesting. Now yeah. Charlie Rose we've penned, pen. yeah. Point pen. And the pen, f- Pan. And then um Point New pen. we've penned that as well, haven't we? Yeah. Funnily and- enough,
1: I'm I'm near Point to pen. funnily enough. Oh, is that a place down there? Yeah, it's down near Morningston Peninsula. Ah, I actually drove okay. past and I saw a point in the pen and, and my wife, I said, that's a horse in the Melbourne Cup. She said, oh, we should get on. I said, don't bother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you've been taking the family round on a bit of like a pub crawl, but as in racetracks, right? <laughs> yeah, well, had we
1: had time, we, we could have ducked out and gone to the Peninsula Cup to that morning
0: Yeah, I thought you would have.
1: No, nah, we had a really nice lunch and we did the wineries because the guys oh, nice. had to put up with my my shit yesterday. So I thought I'd at least spoil them today with the wineries. His, some does nice your misses
0: like how does she um how does she deal with your uh, addiction to the horse racing?
1: It frustrates her at times, definitely, particularly yeah. like when it's like it'll be like a Wednesday or it'll be a Sunday, and and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm watching horse racing," or like that, and she's like, "Do you ever have a break?" And to be honest. Monday is my only day off, unless it's yeah. like a big day where it's a public holiday, like a Darwin Cup or a an yeah. Adelaide Cup or something like that. But yeah, Mondays Mondays my day off from it. I'll still I'll still watch replays, do form, and and probably review the weekend. But in terms of like actual punting, Monday I have the day off.
0: Yeah, and fair enough because Monday's a shit house. But you, there's not many men that can watch horse races, I reckon, and not have any stakes on them. But you'd be watch, watching them, just you know. Just to do a bit of study or something, really?
1: Uh, yeah, I will, I will usually. And I'll, I'll usually, like, put a few horses in the black book. i get the notification. And I'll look at my notes and be like, say, back third up this prep. Like, brutality, for example, back, back when blinkers go on, quick back up, see how we go. Yeah. So, I'll usually have little notes. So, I'll just want to monitor horses and see how they go through a prep and, and, and obviously have a big bet on them or have a decent-sized bet on them when I feel they're ready for their, for their run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um... – it's a full-time job,
1: you know? Oh, it, it can be. It certainly can. Yeah.
0: And now interpretation, we're penning that too, aren't we? Penning that. But let's come back to a high motion. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought we'd pen yeah. that. Are we not?
1: No, what we no, no. No, I think, I. again, it's one of those horses where I look back and, like, it. yes, it's run in the, in the Bendigo Cup was questionable and Port Phillip, who, who's come out of, a, like, I think a Maiden or a BM60 or something like that, ran within 0.2 of the length of it. It'll handle the heavy going. I do. I do concede that, and I think yep. it, it, the the big drop in weight certainly a big thing. And the, I think the big thing with it is it's drawn really, really well.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So we can kind of camp off that speed, and and if you can get if if you can get a bit of a breather and and kind of not be facing the wind or having any horses kind of bothering it, I think it's a good chance. And I think fifty five dollars is is a bit of overs for me.
0: I've got thirty five on it now. It's been, oh, well, it's been bad. There you go. There you go.
1: So that that's interesting. So I again, it's not going to be in the numbers, but it's one of those horses that I
0: wouldn't be putting
1: a complete pen through.
0: Yeah, and Theo Nugent can ride too. It'd be amazing oh, if he won a cup. Oh, he's a, oh, he's a ripper jockey. He's he
1: he really really good judge of leaders.
0: Yeah. So yeah. if you see
1: him on a leader, or you know that the horse is a leader, particularly if it's a Kieran Maher, David Eustace leader, just get on because yeah. he's 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 a great judge.
0: He's like a Benny Mellon like that.
1: Yeah. So, again, won't be in my, like, unit staking in terms of me trying to have a win on the race, but he'll be in those numbers there, definitely.
0: Okay, good. And then this brings us to number 24.
1: Oh, we I... would
0: have won money on this weekend if it was to run because it was <laughs> yep. definitely going to win that race, the yep. Lexus. Um, Realm of Flowers and a bit of a favourite of ours. Like, the the amount of times I've backed it and it hasn't won – is almost it's, annoying if I didn't respect its merit in all of those runs.
1: And the thing is she always runs a drum for you. So she'll get third paying like six bucks the place. Like
0: yeah.
1: I was I was on her in the Metrop um to place Oh, not sorry, the, the Metrop, the the Tats Cup.
0: Yeah.
1: Which was over Seven there. Was lengths third. Yeah, but she yeah. she got third and I think I was she was on a about five, then. Yeah. five fifty or something in the place that day. So she's a ripper horse. And the best thing I love about her is one, she's tactically versatile, two, she's hard fit. That run that she had in the Metrop three wide the entire trip and to go down by point oh of a point oh, oh point one of a length, just phenomenal. Yeah. She'll handle the going, she's drawn, unbelievable, and I really would love Dom Thornton to, um, to win a Melbourne cup. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, dude. I, um, the 50 kilos, like I love, I oh, love stuff with light weights in in these in any race, but especially a 3,200 meter race, I think if you've got less weight, it's, um, I, I remember like my granddad used to say to me that he was like, if you, every kilo, I think he used to say was like almost like a length if you've got evenly matched sort of horses so i think the lightweight I, I, I can't really ever look past it it's um i feel like it's an advantage you'd be thinking of yourself wearing like a weight vest and running up a hill like how much harder yeah. that is compared to you know having five yeah. kilos less like it's a it's a thing and 50 kilograms is looking it's pretty it's ridiculous good.
1: And when when I heard that she made the field, I would like I, I think I texted you guys on Friday night, although it was bittersweet for us because we had a quiet well, I had a very, very large bet on her in that race. Knowing that she was gonna be in the cup at fifty kilos just blew my mind. And I stayed and hung around yesterday for the, the barrier draw and I when I saw she drew by barrier fire, it was just fist pumps left, right, and center. Yeah, so
0: wow. yeah,
1: I'm I'm very, very bullish about her chances as We're well. We're only getting eleven bucks. I'm not. I'm not happy about that. I uh, just wait. I reckon because I think you're going to get those big syndicates, and uh, you'll hear about. I remember those big crown. You know how the crown do that thing with the, the bookies and all that kind of thing, where yeah. people, are, all the big dog businessmen, are dropping million dollars on horses and stuff like that. So, I'd wait. I think she'll drift. So, okay. But I think she's a ripper chance.
0: Yeah, you have to wait at that really, because that it seems it seems under the odds. You yeah. got to give that a. It 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 will not get lower than eleven dollars, and hopefully gets a bit higher. So you can yeah you can wait to the jump for that one. I reckon.
1: Yeah. So if to talk through the punters, what I would be doing one first step, first thing I'd recommend is just wait. Simple yeah. as that. All of your early money shoppers have done their deeds, so you're not going to get any change in price or anything like that. So don't worry by that. Wait till race day and see how this weather pans out. If what happens in terms of this weather happens and and we're racing on a soft seven, heavy eight, even heavy nine deck, my horses that I'll be backing will be Realm of Flowers, Lunar Flare, and um, who was the other one? Without a Fight. So, they'll be my three horses that I'll probably be staking. Again, this isn't confirmed. So... You listen to this. What? Where are you gonna get this out tonight? Or yeah, I'll put it up out? tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's Sunday. So you probably
1: listen to this on a, on a Monday, maybe a Tuesday. Just wait, all right? Because we'll post the we'll post the tips or not so much the tips, with my selections on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. So yeah, just remember, guys. This is the hardest race you can possibly ever bet on. And if you take those three, I guess we're getting pretty. We're getting over ten dollars for all of them. So there's good. We'll we'll put up a first four. All yeah, I'll definitely put too. up. There. I'll
1: definitely, I'll definitely put up a first four. Yeah, so we'll we'll do that. We'll get that all up. So we'll put the unit staking up on each horse. We'll put the first four up, and then probably any other races on at Randwick and uh, Flemington that day.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So this has been awesome. Um, thanks for doing this for us, man. Uh, I think everybody's going to really appreciate it. Nah, that's all good, bud. Okay, you're the best, man. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, All right, see you, mate. Bye.